0: Let's read now from uh, Lord's Day 32 in the Heidelberg Catechism. Let's begin with question 86. Since we have been delivered from all our our misery by grace through Christ without any merit of our own, why then should we do good works? Because Because Christ, having having redeemed us by his blood, is also renewing us by his his spirit into his his image. So that with our whole lives, we may show that we are thankful to God for his benefits, and that he may be praised through us, and further, that we may be assured of our faith by its fruits, and by our godly living, our neighbors may be won over to Christ. Question 86 can those be saved who do not turn to God from their ungrateful and unrepentant ways? By no means, Scripture tells us that no unchaste person, no idolater, no adulterer, thief, no covetous person, no drunkard, slanderer, robber, or the like will inherit the kingdom of God. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, our Heavenly Father, we acknowledge that we are sinners, conceived and born in sin, unable of ourselves to do any good. But we do repent of our sins and seek your grace to help us in our remaining weaknesses. Through the teaching of your word, which we confess with the church throughout the ages, satisfy our hunger and quench our thirst with your refreshing truth, that we, with all our hearts, may love and serve you, serve you with our Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, the one and only true God, who lives and reigns forever. Amen. Amen. My main idea for for this Lord's Day is, since believers have received everything from Christ, we should respond in thankful thankfulness through transformed lives marked by good works, how often do you think about theology? And don't worry, I'm not asking you to do a personal audit on how often you meditate on the deep things of the Lord. While there may be this may be a worthy investment of your time, I'm actually looking for you to I'm actually wanting you to look more closely at how much your own theological understanding impacts your daily life. Everyone is a theologian whether we want to admit it or not. But the real question is, are we accurate and consistent theologians? Good theology is practical theology, because it gives the believer a right understanding of who God is and who we are. John Calvin rightly explained this as the beginning of true knowledge. One of the aspects moving from moving into the reform tradition that I've appreciated it has uh, and appreciated about the Heidelberg Catechism in our three forms in general is that it has been, it's a natural, it has a natural practicality in this theology. There doesn't need to be a, a clear division or turn from the weightier, more ethereal aspects of the catechism to now, well let's finally get to where, let's finally get to what has to do, what has to do with me. Instead, in the very structure of the catechism, grace and gratitude, each section draws out a proper and a wholesome theology while asking that familiar question that we all know from question one, which is, how does this truth comfort you? In this way, thankfulness or gratitude is our rightful response to what our triune God has done. And so as we enter this third portion of the catechism, we rightfully ask, how then should we live we have seen how the how, uh, how, how great uh, the how great the triune god is as our creator and sustainer of all and how great the chasm is between ourselves and he are by the depths of our own sin we have seen our guilt we have seen the glorious salvation attained for us through the thank, uh, the loving kindness of our savior which has, uh, which is laid out next we have seen his grace and now we turn to see our lives after knowing and believe, uh, turn to look at our lives after knowing and believing these things and how it must be affected. We, see, we will see the proper response, of gratit- uh, proper response of gratitude and more specifically through the importance of good works. My first point is good works are our response. A good place to start here is with the very first word of question 86, since. After moving through the glorious truths of creation, fall, and redemption, and so on, our attention is drawn to the therefore of the threefold division of the catechism. Because we have been delivered, we must now respond in thankfulness. Because Christ is renewing us by His Spirit daily, we must respond with thankfulness. Because we have truly received the benefits of God through Christ, we must respond with with thankfulness gratitude is the only correct response for those who have come to see the light and truth of god's glorious work of salvation and so what does this thankfulness this gratitude look like is it just a warm fuzzy feeling that picks me up when i'm down of course not this response of gratitude may be an emotional feeling you have sometimes but it is more It is, as you could say, a whole body experience. It is the entirety of the self that is transformed. This is the place where our good good works flow out of, out of the abundance from which we have received. The Apostle Paul draws this out in Romans 6. We as believers are called to present ourselves as instruments of righteousness. In light of the regeneration of the Holy Spirit after conversion... The Christian is never the same. We are to present ourselves as those who are alive, beyond the clutches of death, and the unrighteousness that brings such a curse. Our good works are this presentation. Not as something we give to the Lord, but instead, think of it like our singing and praying of psalms. We respond to God with words of with, with, with his words of praise in the same way. Our good works are are our own responding to what God has given us with what is his to his glory. One of the more prevalent illustrations in scripture is the tree and its fruit. Spanning both Old and New Testaments, the image of the tree and what it produces is a vivid and simple picture for the hearer. I believe that this biblical theme fits very, very well here. But before we look at the fruit of the tree, where does this fruit come from? Sure, it comes from the tree itself, but in an important way, it's really a response to the soil and the climate conditions that the tree is surrounded by. A mango tree will not produce the same fruits in Indiana as it does in India, just as no normal tree can survive long in a desert. The health of the tree comes from the conditions around it. So it is with the believer. Our conditions are that of being redeemed by the blood of Christ. So that with the believer, our con- uh, so the natural nutrients of regeneration, the natural nutrients of our regeneration are that of the Holy Spirit. As the psalmist says, like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in due season, its leaf does not wither. Our good works are the final fruit, that bud from the traveling of the nutrients of the soil of redemption through our entire being, flowing out of our interactions with others and with the Lord himself. The question for this Lord's Day uh, Day does not not present a response as optional. uh, It's not as if we as humans are free to respond if we choose. Instead, we all respond. It comes down to this. How do how will we respond? Our lives as Christians should be marked by a sober honesty when it comes to our response to what Christ has done on our behalf. Do we live our lives marked by a humble thankfulness towards the one who did not need to redeem us but chose us? Do we easily help others in need and show mercy to those who have, been, who have offended us like Christ has done for us? Does your response of thankfulness have hands and feet? not just a mouth that easily speaks of God. On this side of Christ's return, this life of thankfulness is a difficult one. Because our remaining sin, yet our remaining sin does not excuse us in our own failings towards this goal. Instead, we should ask, are we striving towards it? There is an abundance of grace and mercy in our Lord Jesus for the failings of his people. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. But check yourselves, brothers and sisters. Our response of thankfulness is not just one of right posture before God, but of right action towards our neighbors and those closest to us. Our good works are not done just when it's easy, but when it is hard. And when it is hard to turn back after an argument with your spouse and reconcile, or or when we serve those who we struggle with at work, our response towards others should reflect our response towards the Lord who gave himself up for those who hated him. This striving isn't of our own doing, but as our catechism points out, it's a work of the Holy Spirit in renewing us to look more and more like Christ. As the Apostle Peter sternly reminds us, little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. My first point Good works are our response. My second point, evidence of such a salvation. The previous previous point of our response leads well into the second point. Good works are evidence of salvation. While this point could have been more dealt with quickly in the previous point, I believe that it's really important that we take some time to focus on this aspect. That if our good works are fruits of regeneration from the Holy Spirit, if we do not do them, we show that we have not been regenerated. It's that simple. But hold on. In our present day as Christians who come to this church, possibly from more broad evangelical circles, you and I might feel ourselves wanting to push back on this point. But this isn't a controversial point. As one Christian author put it, you are what you love. And it is stronger. It's more than a should. It's a must we are commanded by our Savior and Lord to live lives that reflect without the renewing work of the Spirit within. It is not as if these good works are something that need to be added on to our Christian life, but in, in order to prove our faithfulness to God and to others, but they should be something that naturally flows out of us believers because of the overwhelming work of redemption in our lives. Our catechism even uses these important words that we may be assured of our fruit, our faith, by its fruits. If these, are, if these words were forced out of us as a kind of works-based righteousness, we would have no rightful assurance from the presence of good works. But instead, since they stem from our own gratitude, in light of the free gift of grace, our good works continue to humble us, assure us, and give glory to God. Let's return to the the illustration of the tree and its fruits. While before we saw that the health of the tree was a response to its environment, just as our lives are to be a response to the redemption we have in Christ, the fruit of the tree, free tree, are evidence of whether it is a good tree or a bad tree. Jesus taught this in the gospel, in our gospel reading in Matthew 7. The healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, and the diseased tree cannot bear good fruit. It's not just as if one happens to be better at bearing good fruit than the other. It Instead, it isn't, doesn't really have a choice. It's not as one, just it's the disease tree produces bad fruit. The unregenerate cannot live a godly life. But the tree that is healthy cannot help but produce good fruit. The regenerate person cannot help but pour out what they have so received. We as believers are made whole by the gospel. Of Jesus Christ. No longer are we slaves to sin and bondage. Out of the abundance of salvation, out of the fruit of regeneration which we have experienced because of the mercy and grace we have received, we live the Christian life as one of eternal thankfulness by, the good, by good works that reveal the overflow of our souls. The application of all this is clearly laid out out in our catechism, that God may be praised through our lives. We may be assured of our faith by its fruits, and that by our godly living, others may be won over to Christ. I would encourage you not to hear these words and think, "Ah, I guess I just have to do better. That That mentality misses the whole point. It isn't about you. It isn't about you, you just being a better person to prove something to yourself or to others or even to God. Instead, the question to ask is, "What is, it, why, is this what my life looks like?" If the answer is no, then return to the opening illustration. What do you believe? What do you know? Orthodoxy, right belief. It leads to right orthopraxy, right practice. Only when we properly set our eyes on Christ and what he has done for us can we live out this life of thankfulness marked by good works. My second point, evidence of such salvation. Just Just in the beginning, this final portion of the Heidelberg Catechism of Gratitude, we can begin to understand why not only will our earthly lives be marked by gratitude and praise to God for all he has done, but we will spend eternity praising our triune God as our only proper response to what, to what who he is and what he has done. Because ultimately, our good works aren't about us, but the gracious inclusion of us as fallen sinners in the mighty plan of God. Let us pray. O gracious God, you build your church on the foundation of the doctrine of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. And so we pray that you would bless our congregation to grow in their teaching. Assist us in meditating with joy on your mighty acts. Enlighten our minds more and more with the light of the everlasting gospel. Kindle in our hearts a love of your truth nourish us with a full with the full counsel of the Word of God. enable us to contend for the faith once for all delivered to the saints and defend us from the sins of heresy and schism. And just that and as we have heard the true doctrine proclaimed to us, by your great mercy, blessing may it be preserved among us and propagated through us by our lips and lives to the glory of the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.